I had a few moments today of anxiety. I, uh, the day was, it was great. Just enjoying the day, enjoying this life, my life. And it started with a knock on the door and getting some information from something connected to uh, years ago from when I was uh, at my sickest. Well, when I was sick, it was really dark times. That whole period, I imagine it to be really dark times. But nevertheless, this brought up this one little thing, which <clears throat> it really wasn't, it was just something that brought up the opportunity for me to just dig down deep into uh, a rabbit hole of other things, other thoughts that led to other thoughts that within a few minutes, I was, my chest was, uh, felt like somebody was stepping on my chest. Just a few minutes of, uh, I just let those, let my imagination go with what this thing reminded me of. And then I was so quickly just connected it to, to now. And for a few moments, it was like, oh, oh, what's, what's going on? What's happening to me? And I stopped. I kind of laid back down on the bed and just laid there for a few minutes, <clears throat> not trying to ignore what was going on in my thoughts, not trying to shout it back. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Nothing like that. You know, nothing that I would have done in the past, rebuking Satan, calling people, asking for advice. What should I do? And there was a time not long ago I would have immediately gone online. Let me get to the to the to my Facebook groups. There's something. There's got to be an article. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Somebody out there has the answer. I didn't do that. But there was a time I would have done it without even just instinctually re reflex action. Go to the groups, the Neville Goddard groups, find the answer. But I know who I am now. I am the same I am that's spoken of in the Bible. And so are you. I exist. I am. That's God's name. And God says, it says in the Old Testament, God kills, I kill and I make alive. I put to death the old man and I give life to the new state or the ugly state, whatever state, I give life to it. I wound and I heal. I make rich and I make poor. I know who I am now. So I did with my very favorite verse for decades has always been Psalm 4610. And it turns out that's what Neville Goddard calls the first principle. Be still and know I am God. So I got still. I was already lying on my bed. When I first laid down, my heart was still like, you know, a vice on it, an anvil sitting on my chest. And then I just got still within myself. Just be still. Be still. And let all the states, my current state, everything just kind of fall away. 
just got back to the first principle. Just be still. Hmm. And I let it all just slough off of me, like dead skin, like a snake shedding its skin. It just fell away. But I wanted to ponder it some more, not dwell on the imaginary problem, but I wanted to think about it some more. Like, what was going on? Why did I react the way I did? What meaning did I give this little bit of news? Oh, that's it. Remember who you are, Mike. I was reacting in a moment of just temporary amnesia, just a moment of forgetfulness of who I really am. But I quickly noticed that I was giving it meaning. I was creating this whole hurricane of emotions and things that could go wrong or has gone wrong or, you know, but that's the only, that's the meaning I was giving it. That was all me. But the problem that, that it was years ago, that was all me too. I imagined that up in the past as well. I gave everything the certain meanings that I gave it. And I can choose right now to keep dwelling on that and dwelling on those meanings that I, that I didn't like, or I can remember who I am. And I know in this moment of contemplative thought, thinking about that, like, what's going on? Why did I think that? And it, I realized it doesn't mean just because it doesn't mean anything bad that I was having these thoughts. I saw it as something good. Oh, okay. I had these little nagging things going on about this, uh, these circumstances from the past that I really hadn't, didn't even realize I had. So this was the perfect opportunity to recognize that. I'm like, okay, I had that inside somewhere. And I chose right then and there Be thankful to the Father within me that I do know who I am now. And I see, I recognize that I had that within me. And just sat with it, that uncomfortable feeling for a few moments. Remembered who I was. And I let that go. Took all the life out of it. Just like in the Old Testament, I kill and I make alive. I buried that. It, it has no meaning to me anymore. It has no power over me, only power that I give it. So I looked at it as an, a way to, again, expand my awareness and to say goodbye to that, the old state and those old emotions and reactions. Just let it go. When you're in the first principle and just being still, it just falls away. It only comes back if you choose to pick it back up again. It didn't mean I was bumped out of my state, that I'm not dwelling in the state of my wish and wishes fulfilled. It doesn't mean that at all. It meant an opportunity to notice, to notice how I was reacting to that and to let that go.
Let it go for good. I'm still dwelling in my wish fulfilled. That had nothing to do with it. There was a time where that few moments of anxiety would have ruined the day for me because then I would have immediately assumed that I'm not dwelling in the state of my wish fulfilled, that I'm not. But I don't obviously believe what I say I do and what I tell you guys that I do. I didn't do all that, but I there was a time where I did do that. It, it was just built and built and I would have ended the day trying to revise everything, trying to replant every seed, trying to go back and reread lectures, trying to fix whatever I uh, was in me that was still broken. But the cool thing is there's nothing broken in any of us. There can't be. Not really. God is within you. God is within me. God is within all of us, experiencing life through us, as us. It already is perfect. God kills and makes alive. He heals any wounds. Beside him, there is no other. Beside the I amness, there is no other. So whatever you want is already yours. I love this verse. I, it was just late last night. I don't know, 1230, 1 o'clock. And I just this verse kept going through my head. Um, so I, I sat up and I couldn't remember exactly this, the reference where it was in the Bible. But I found it. I love this verse. I haven't really read it in a long time. But I, this was going on inside me. And so I found, uh, actually, when I it was going on inside me, I thought, what? This sounds like it could be a Bible verse. So anyway, it is. So I'm going to read it. It's in Luke chapter 12, verse 32. I love this. So don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your Father great happiness to give you the kingdom. Hmm. Now, just before this, he talks about uh, well, not just before, but in the same book, uh, he talks about where the kingdom of heaven is. He says the kingdom of heaven isn't outside of you. He said if anybody points anywhere, if anybody says, look, here's, here's king, the kingdom, here's Christ, there is Christ. It's not up there. It's not riding out on a white horse at the end of days, the end of the world. No, it's within you. That's in Luke 17, 21. The kingdom of heaven is within you. And then here in Luke 12, 32, he says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness. Another verse, another version says, it is the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom God wants to awaken within you. Awaken like he's been in a drunken slumber, like in Psalm 78, it describes it. The Lord awakens. He awakens and sees his son, David. He wants to awaken within you. He wants to give you the kingdom for you to realize the kingdom is within you.
It's not for me to give to you or a church to give to you or any system to buy, no program to invest in unless you want to. There's nothing outside of you that you need, nothing. If the kingdom of heaven is within you and God dwells within the kingdom, what, what else could you need? What could you reach for to find that salvation? Because the Bible also says, Jesus Christ is within you. Jesus Christ, the same writer, Paul, who said that Jesus Christ is within you, says that Christ, Jesus Christ is the power and wisdom of God. He describes it as that. So you have the power and the wisdom of God or Allah. You have the Brahman inside of you. All of these are just aspects. The deities, we deify these different things that, that we become to, to treat them as things on the outside. But these are all, not de I didn't mean deify, they're already deified. Personify these as separate beings, but they're within you. All. And I quote the Bible a lot because that's what I grew up with. I don't think the Bible has any holy power, anything. It's not like it's a powerful magic book that's, you know, I know when I grew up, if I got my Bible dirty or if I, I didn't even want to throw away old Bibles, you know, even the tattered ones were like, oh, oh, I'm going to get struck down if I throw away the Bible. It's, in my opinion, from my own experience, the Bible was written by folks who understood this who understood that God is within us. And so they wrote it in story form. Like it says in Psalm 78, these are parables and dark sayings, these stories of the Hebrew children, the Israelites being trapped in Egypt and all these different things, Isaac and Jacob and Esau. And then at the end of that story, of those parables in the 78th Psalm, it says God awakens. The father awakens as if from a drunken slumber. He awakens and sees his son, humanity. We awaken, all of us will. And the writers of the Bible, and there's so many wonderful ancient texts and so many wonderful modern texts. I think Feeling Twisty podcasts are pretty damn good. But it's all about experiencing the awakening. So whether you believe it's some super holy, powerful book that can't be touched and never questioned, or you see it as a complete history of the Israelites, of the Hebrew people, and that you think that any criticism of the real country of Israel is a blaspheming God, that's fine, if that's what you want to believe. I did for many years. It doesn't matter. The key, and the only key that I see, is to just know that God is within you because whether you believe the Bible is very perfectly holy and can't be touched or just a book of wise sayings, either way it says in there throughout it that God, the Father, and the Son are within us. And the power and wisdom of God is within us. We are the temple. We are the temple described in the Old Testament 
and the New Testament. The temple that was built by the Israelites is described with having skin and all these different things. I'm not going to get into that, but it's describing us. We are the temple, a, a temple that moves around, that's covered in skin. That's us. We have been always and always will be the temple of God until we awaken and leave this sphere, whatever that's going to look like. No point in getting in a hurry about it because we don't die. So it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And then I'm going to read you the, uh, another verse. He, the, same, the next verse down, he says, Sell all your possessions and give to those in need. This will store up treasure for you in heaven. And the purses of heaven never get old or develop holes. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it. No moth can destroy it. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Now knowing the kingdom is within you, where else do you look? That's where your treasure is. Look to the kingdom within you to find your treasure. Because it says right here, wherever that is, that's where you find the desires of your heart. And if God's giving you a desire, accept it as yours. Like in Proverbs, a desire unfulfilled makes the soul sick, but a wish fulfilled. Hope, uh, let me rephrase it. What is it. How does it go for real? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But a wish fulfilled is like eating from the tree of life. So the Bible tells you, don't go, don't let your desires go unfulfilled. That's the God within you. That's God in you. God that is you saying, hey, let's do this. We can have anything we want. The kingdom is ours. Let's experience this now. So all you have to do is just to assume it's done. Like I mentioned in yesterday's episode, Take it for granted. Assume that it's done. Oh. How, are you, how do you get to that assumption, that feeling that it's done, that it's already true? You can write affirmations if you want. You can do a, an imaginal scene like I've talked about on here, quote, uh, from what I've learned from Neville in 2020 and others. You can do all kinds of things because you make the rules for yourself. That's why... When we see all these different ways, you hear of people, different religions having what we call miracles, different faiths. And so if one faith was the right faith, then there would never be anything good happening in any of the other faiths. And if one way of whether you want to call this new thought or uh, I don't know what other words you want to call it, however you want to call it, there's if there was only one way, then all of these others would be failing. But it's not. I talk to people all the time and they have successes, big wins and little wins and just all these wonderful mystical experiences and are living lives that they previously never thought possible. But no one has the exact same formula. With baking a cake, you have to be very precise. Baking anything. That's why I don't like baking. I do love cooking. I'm a savory dish guy. I can take stuff 
and, and I like to say, I'm, oh, I'm just winging it. <laughs> I just wing it. But I love going to the grocery store and taking different ingredients to make a delicious meal. I love doing that. And I love the fact that there's no set exact recipe for many dishes. And that's how this is, manifesting, if you want to call it that. There's no set, definite one recipe. If that were the case, we would be following one little small group of people throughout the world. And everybody else would be failing. There, there's no right way to get to it. But I do know, if you don't actually believe that you've received what your desire is, then you won't get it. Like Mark eleven twenty four, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe you've received it. The literal translation is be believing. An ongoing assumption that it's done. And you have it. It's all right there. It promises you right there that it's done. Your desire is from God. Oh, just enjoy that. I love talking about this. All right, guys. I didn't expect to do one today. And then I did. This is Feeling Twisty.